what we see visibly are reactions to this, but they're the reactions to things that have bamboo. They've been growing under the surface for years before you start to see the shoots. Like you don't massively start to see the forest until all the day, sudden you see the forest and you're like, where did this forest come from? Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize Seize the the faith. faith. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. Are you ready to be (laughs) faithified? Yes, Faithified is exactly what everyone came here for. <laughs> Welcome to episode 121, which is our kickoff episode to what will be somewhere between a five and seven part series, depending on if we get a few more of the interviews that we're hoping to get done. We um, don't know what's happening. We, we're, we're, we know it's five. We're hoping we can get a few more interviews. Uh, but we're launching what is basically a recap from our very first episode into our Education is Warfare series. Dun, dun, dun. This is where Jaeger puts triumphant uh, battle music uh, right now. Yeah, like from Lord of the Rings. He's not going to. No, but, but he maybe, could. maybe he could. Well, we'll see. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see Friday. <laughs> the purpose of our Education is Warfare series is to look back at uh, our first episode where we were we were discussing the new 2020 health curriculum guidelines instituted in the New Jersey public education system. And that is now leading to some data. We have, we have some data now three years in, uh, that's indicating where that, that curriculum turn has led us in the public education system. Now, we have pretty clear feelings on the public education system. We have clear feelings about Jen Wilkin. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good three part series. You should go back and listen to that. Um, and and we have we have a clear take biblically on what we feel the parents' responsibility is to educate their child. Now we've talked about options. We talked about all those all of the different methods in which you can employ in educating your child. But the key here is to look back on where the the world through their paradigm is taking children and then through the education is warfare series to give you connection points to people who have homeschooled people who have written curriculum people who have educated in the public education system educated in the christian and in a christian education system so we're giving you the broad gambit here did you say higher education system oh as well as, well as someone who runs a a christian university so we're talking about all of these different methods uh, of education and and how you can be equipped to hear this horrible resultant data and then make really good decisions so that you can have some tools so you can hear what people are actually educating and seeking to do it to God's honor and God's glory with a biblical framework and what they're doing and seeing as well. So we want you not only to out child bear the libs, but also out educate them as well. That's right. Child rearing. For the now, glory of God. We are going to rear the children up. We're going to nurture in the admonition of the Lord. We're going to, we're going to nurture, <laughs> nurture That's admonitions. All right. So just to re, just to, you know, connect you, it's been a long time. I mean, it's been like three years since you would have had any idea what's going on. Uh, with our first episode. So maybe it's a good idea to remind you that when 2020, the New Jersey implemented, they actually started writing it in 2019. 
uh, rolled it out in 2020, but then kind of paused it because we all know what was going on in 2020 in the education world. Dun, dun, dun. The vid came and then all the teachers got paid to be running Zoom classes and all the students got educated by not being educated. <laughs> Yeah, people likened it to homeschooling, but it 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 wasn't. It was no. it was still people telling you what to do, and homeschool is literally the opposite of that. Yeah. It's you kind of doing what you know to be the best for your child and your family and your situation. So when everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I homeschool," no, no, you didn't. You did something no. harder. No, Mr. that was Peter. harder. No, no. Um, which is which also I might add when we go to look at this data that we have from the public education system, it's actually it's like, oh, since two thousand nineteen, yeah, but except for two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty, both were tremendous years of non connection points. You didn't have the same connection points. So essentially we're gaining data from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty three, really, is what this, this in practicality. Yeah, in, in practicality. Like it's covering those four years, but really it's only two years of actual boots on the ground kind of data. But nonetheless, they, when they rolled out this education, it included all sorts of interesting things. Like the very first, right out the, ba- right out the box, you know, you have, you have grade two. Uh, grade two when it came to personal growth and development. Um, by the end of grade two, they were hoping uh, that children would have the uh, understanding that all living things may have the capacity to reproduce. They may. Um, and in this, they want them to define reproduction and explain the ways in which parents may care for their offspring. Um, so here we have seven, we, by, by the time they're seven to eight years old, we want them to define reproduction. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's the like concept that kids know, like, oh, a mommy and a daddy make a baby, right? Or a man and a or woman. Daddy and a daddy. Right. Mommy and so, a mommy. So we already, right off the bat, we're talking about things that I believe are something an adult should be having conversations. Like, you can simply say, all living things reproduce. No, I learned about this in Blue's Clues. Remember that Blue's Clues parade they did with the oh no, that <clears throat> the dolphin in the wheelchair and everything. They didn't do that when I was watching Blue's Clues, which was actually when you were watching Blue's Clues. <laughs> yes. I'll take a coked out Steve over that parade any day. Oh my! <laughs> Ironically, it's better than that parade. <laughs> it's better. Um, in in things. <laughs> They want them to be able to engage in second grade and social sexual health, which like, no, they don't even need this rubric, but um, it's all about expression. So in, by the end of second grade, they want them to know that they have uh, the freedom to make their own choices about how to express themselves, right? Um, they don't have to be limited by certain uh, gender role stereotypes. Um, they don't have to... <clears throat> they don't have to, um, they, they can be able to, to know that there's different types of family, different kinds of families that are displayed, right? Um, all of these mushy ways, and this is just by the end of second grade, this is like, this is where it's like, oh, this is, sim- this is really simple. It can't, if this, this is, this is like base level stuff. Um, we're not getting to the kinky stuff yet. I mean, they do want them to understand how pregnancy and parenting works. So, you know, explaining the relationship between sexual intercourse and human reproduction. Um, oh, this is, thank goodness. I was like, that's not right. This is, I dumped to grade five. Apologize. Po- apologies. Apologies. Uh, so by the end of grade five, um, so now we're looking at uh, 11-year-olds, you know, give or take. I don't know. I homeschool. Yeah, it's fine. It's 11-year-olds, 11, 11-ish. <laughs> um, explain the relationship between sexual intercourse and human reproduction. So that's exactly what an 11-year-old, it means probably what they need to know, I guess. Uh, sure. Between, like, is, these are conversations that adults, parents should be having. Like, this is, 
This is not, this is just, they don't have to do this in the public education system. For all of time, this is how this has worked. And now right. it's I mean, changed. Like, yes, sexual intercourse makes more humans. That's correct. But like, yes, this is how we see all biology working. Um, explain the range of way, the range of ways pregnancy can occur. occur. So IVF and surrogacy, and I mean, I already have questions. There's like longer conversations to have in there, but I guess we're not going to have them. We're just going to tell them that this is what you'll do. You can do any of these. You don't have to just do it the regular way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, They can describe the characteristics of healthy versus unhealthy relationships among friends and with family members. Uh, they can describe uh, how families can share common values, which is right, offer emotional support. That's great. Explain the importance of communication. Describe gender role stereotypes and their potential impact on self and others. We can't have those in there. Differentiate between sexual orientation and gender identity. Here we go. Here we go. That's key. Huh. And this is all by fifth, that's by fifth grade, right? Demonstrate ways to promote dignity and respect for all people. Sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. I don't hmm. see religion in here anyway. I guess we don't have any differences. No, no, no. No need no. to respect religion. Nope. So by the end of... It's so ele- antiquated. By ele- the 11th graders need to know the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity. So thank goodness. Well, everyone's our, got an our agenda. Our 11-year-olds are getting that, that there. It's great. But the end of grade 8, I mean, we're talking about lots of fun things here. Um we, by now, now we're differentiating gender identity, gender expression, and sexual orientation. We're getting that straight up. There, here's like, there's going to be a pie chart. We're going to have to different, <laughs> differentiate between all of them and tell you that. I don't know if they make them memorize all 62 different gender identities, <laughs> but it's quite possible. I hear there's a gender song. No, I'm <laughs> there, just kidding. There's a gender song? No, it's just a joke. Oh, no. Well, there's the gender. We've done, we talked about the genderbred man last time we were here. Um, the genderbred man. And you remember the genderbred man? Vaguely. Oh, man. Can't catch him. He's a genderbred man. Yeah, well, he's fluid. <laughs> That's why you can't catch him. Uh, in here, we have can't identify short and long-term contraception, safe sex methods, uh, develop a plan to eliminate ooh, ooh, I know. risk of unintended pregnancies. You know, with you your that? husband slash wife. Oh be man, safe sex method. Oh, that's a. Mm. I don't think that's in the class. Yeah. Uh, so these are all wonderful things that we would like uh, by the end of eighth grade. So we're talking our 13 year olds now. And then by the end of senior high, it's basically just like uh, here, here's all your condoms and just go ahead and have sex. I guess that's pretty much what's going on here. Well, yeah, well, I'm in, reading all these like there's No, I'm not reading it in eighth this. grade. They're putting the condom on the banana in ninth grade. They're putting the condom on each other. That's how that's working. Teacher. All right. So Thank you, New Jersey. That's a big, that's a brief recap. Now, you might say, what's all the like gender identity and all of the progressive sexual identity teaching going on in there? Why is it, why is it have to, why do we have to start being able to understand how sex interacts with people by the age, by 10? Like, why, why, why do we care? Like, identifying the difference between your, your gender identity, your expression, how you express yourself, gender role, gender, you know, roles, the, the normative gender roles and how they can, you know, inhibit your ability to express yourself. What, what, why are we doing that? And what does it turn into? Well, this is the thing. We now have some data out that let us know exactly where it's leading. <laughs> and, uh, this came, uh, at the end of June was written by, uh, in the post-millennial, and the article's title is Non-Binary, Identifying Students in New Jersey Skyrocket Over 4,000% Since 2019. 
Hmm. That's a, I don't know about you, Jess, but that's like a, that's like a lot of percent. That is so many percents. <laughs> it's like way more than a hundred percent. It's like 40 times a hundred percent. Yeah. Gee whiz. Did now I do what I do. What, I it's like more, right? 40 times. That's exactly what that is. You did a, you did a good job, bud. Thanks. Um, you know, like five out of four people have real problems with fractions yeah. and basically that's what percents are. So you did fine. Regardless, 4,000 since 2019. So we're talking 2019 to 2023. Obviously, we're not completed the school year yet, but we're by now we've completed the school year. Yeah. By the end of June 25th, they completed the school year. It is July, Justin. No. I'm sorry. It's been really hot and I can't think. It's almost August. Can't think at all. Um, This year has flown by, by the way. (laughs) Holy cow. So we have, but but given that, 2019, they hadn't yet implemented those particular health guides guidance changes where they're actually teaching the kids the difference between gender identity and, you know, sexual orientation. And they're trying to, you know, limit their exposure to toxic gender stereotypes and, you know, liberate their expression. We, we hadn't introduced that into the curriculum yet. Um, but by 2020, they had planned on it, except the school year got all sorts of wackadoo'd up. So it really didn't get implemented well in 2020. So we're really talking 2021, which was pretty much a full school year, 2022, and now 2023. So we're looking at essentially 2021 through 2023. And, and I think that gives us a smaller sample size. It makes it sound a lot bigger when you're looking at 2019-2020. Um, but at least it gives you a starting point. They had to start somewhere, right? In 2019-2020, we have a total, in as, as identified by uh, New Jersey Public Schools, of 16 students that identified with what you would consider a non-binary um, identity of some kind so not a traditional gender identity not a boy not a girl something else or something other than the boy or girl that they had identified as Um, it doesn't break anything down here now as the education then begins to flow seep into reach its tendrils into our children or do it. Yeah. So to to do exactly what you would expect it to do, right. To then educate, or in this case, manipulate, indoctrinate, inculcate, um, inseminate. (laughs) Well, that's another, you did not, I'm going to kick you right off this podcast. It's relevant. So as that's, as that's happening, we've ballooned by the time we get to 2023 to a number of 675. Now you're saying, that doesn't seem like a lot still. Now, by the grace of God, yeah, that doesn't seem like a lot still compared but it's to a all the kids in education. It's more than 16. It is, it is literally 4,118% more than 16 students. So as soon as you start to educate students that this is the way, right, that you should, like at no point are, is there in the, in the education rubric um, being a man if you are born a man is a good thing. Being a woman, if you are born a woman is a good thing. No Mr. Rogers here. Yeah. Yeah. Only boys can be the daddies. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Rogers. (laughs) National treasure. You are. Um, so we don't try He tried to tell us, he tried to (laughs) warn us. He was like, why can't you listen? But, um, yeah. So this, this huge increase, is only those that are formally identifying. So these are kids that they can, on the books, they have this information for. Huge jump, which honestly, 
we would expect to see. Now, what's the what's like disturbing is like forty one of this, forty one of the six hundred seventy five are elementary students, and that's just really disturbing because these are students that shouldn't inherently have any interactions with this particular ideology whatsoever. There should be none. There aren't many like. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought that this type of training wasn't really introduced until later on in the in the age group curriculums there, Justin. What what's going on with that, huh? Oh no, absolutely not. It's a kindergarten, bud. Come on. Hmm. Kindergarten, you have to be able to understand that there's gender normative behavior and how they can express themselves in many different ways. And that is naturally gonna lend itself to going from zero to forty one elementary age students who are going to come out and formally identify as non-binary misidentifier so this this is this is the problem it blows my mind this is this is where we wanted to this is where we want to address something and i i think you were talking before jesse and your point is really good the thing that really infuriates infuriates you about all this why don't you why don't you give the people what really frustrates you when you look at this well just before we started recording justin asked me what i wanted to talk about and it's the the thing that frustrates me so much is that all of these all of these evil people they sit and they ponder and they make plans you know like that that's what episode 1 was about was the plan right and you know all of these people you know you've got Karl Marx you've got Gramsci you've got um Dewey with the education system you've got you've got all of these people that are essentially evil or have evil intentions and they make these plans and they they just they implement them they just get them going and they they get a following and they they make it happen and that's exactly what happened here and we as christians tend to be just like so reactive like so so reactive if anything at all we would be reactive you know it's like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I can't believe they're doing this. Like, okay, well, what plans what plans do we have? Like what better plans do we have to to get stuff done and and are we are we going to implement those? Because our enemies are and and there's got to be we've, we've there's got to be movement here from from Christians to combat these things. It's just it, it boggles my mind that that these people get it it's they, they're like bunting home runs. <laughs> like, they're not even trying. And, I mean, in New Jersey, it's even worse. I mean, the, the article outlines even more that Governor Murphy's trying to do. There's a lawsuit involving whether or not uh, there was a, one of the townships wanted to make it so that teachers had to communicate to parents um, if their child chose a non-binary self-identification option they would have to tell the parents which to me makes sense if if i was a parent i would want to know if my kid said those things at school and governor murphy is supporting legislation to try to or not legislation lawsuits to get that struck down and he said he said hanover township's board of education's new policy requiring staff to quote unquote out LGBTQ students to their parents violates the rights of our students, jeopardizing their well-being and mental health. I support them in challenging the board's policy. Like, like the, these people are running over us with these terrible policies, these these wicked decrees, 
these horrible agendas and and what do we have to show for it we just react we just react to it you know we comment on social media make podcasts but like at what point where's where is our forward where is our forward advancement here where 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 is the charge you know gondor calls for aid who will who will answer <laughs> we need some riders or the riders of Rohim. Ro, ro, the ro, no, not the riders. The riders of Rohan, but they're called the Rohim. Rohirim. Ro, 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 oh no, Scooby Doo. Raggy. Anyway, <laughs> that's the point of this series: is to give you tools into your toolbox as a parent to be thinking through education. How to do it? Can I do it? What, what things do I need to be equipped to do these different levels of education that maybe aren't public education? And are we willing to count the cost before we go ahead and do something? Um, well, you better count the cost because these other people are, you know. Right. And that's the reality of it. And, and to your point, that we see, we, what we see visibly are reactions to this. But they're the reactions to things that have literally like bamboo. They've been growing under the surface you know, for, for, for eight years before you start to see the shoots, like they, you, you don't, you don't massively start to see the forest until all the day, all of a sudden you see the forest and you're like, where did this forest come from? You, you know, and, and so, I mean, fungus would have been a better, a better connection point. There's a fungus among us. Yes. Cause mushrooms underneath the surface are extensive with their, anyway, I believe that, I believe the lar- largest plant in North America is actually a, a mushroom organism. Anyway, really? That's neither here nor there. Yeah, I do believe. Um, <laughs> I mean, bigger than like, bigger than like the redwoods and stuff. Yeah, it go, it takes miles. It goes miles. Oh, with their rhizomes or whatever they have. Yeah, the the little things under the surface that, that go everywhere. Okie dokie. Well, that's what. It's I like was, coral. It's like oh, it's a lot of different little organisms. It makes one big organism. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, you can't see it, and then you see it, and then we react. So yeah, we have reactions. <laughs> we have we had this tremendous. Um, uh, red election in Virginia because the education was the school boards and the education was disgusting, having horrible policies that were essentially sacrificing the safety of children. Right. Um, you know, we've, we've seen apologies uh, that New Jersey readily adopts. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, we, we've seen, we've seen, um, blowback in, in Delaware where you have Muslims and Islamic, religious people connecting with people who are also just conservative and also Christian just to oppose policies. And of course, of course that, that happens. Right. And we, we've seen protests in Canada. We've seen protests in California. We've seen protests all along the, particularly the coasts, you know, in, in, in areas where parents are saying, what is happening? Well, yeah, great. Now we're reacting. But we as Christians should do more than just react. We should have solutions. Why? Because we have solutions. <laughs> That's why we should have them. Because we literally have them, right? The the full shaping of a child is, is placed into the hands of the stewardship of parents. That is the role of parenting. Under God, your little under shepherds of the family he has given. They are God's children, and we must care for them in a way that glorifies God. And so when we, we, shouldn't, we, we should not be surprised when in the public education system, uh, uh, public schools have you know, progressive LGBTQIA plus pride parades during, during their, their gay May because they, you know, they're out of school for most of June. You know, like we shouldn't be surprised. Don't forget about Gapril. 
<laughs> Gabriel, <laughs> Gay May. They could just call it Gay. It's right there. It's one letter. May to Gay. Done. Welcome to the month of Gay. <laughs> they took they took June. <laughs> right. Well, the one word you, you can't really June. Well, loon. <laughs> oh. Oh. Buffoon. For those of you in Canada, we're not talking about money or a bird, just to be clear. Yep, no loonies and toonies over here. <laughs> um, if if we don't if we don't stop reacting and start providing the solutions, if we don't incorporate, if we don't have the education behind our solutions that we can communicate to those, right? It's a great resource. You know, parents. Like I've, I've, Paul used to go when he would go into a on his missionary journeys. He would enter into synagogues first. And this was a natural inflection point for Paul to begin to communicate the gospel to people who had the messianic view written in the scriptures, right? And, and that's where he would begin. Like, can I tell you something? Sure. A, 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 two people that have children that want to raise them together are a wonderful bridge point for other Christian parents to begin communicating to about the super importance of those children and their lives. Particularly when you hear someone, overhear somebody talking about their struggling with education or current cultural issues that are affecting their children, right? It's a great way to step in and say, hey, not only do I, can I, can I give you some resources? Can I help you make, make better decisions here? But also, there's a reason why. Like, these people have invested enough in a broken way to establish a covenant relationship in man's standards and begin to have children as they are actually made for, and they don't have the whys behind it. We have all the why. <laughs> Give it to them. Right. Don't hold it back. And that's what the Education of War- is Warfare series is all about. We are launching an Education is Warfare shirt. It's go- it is fire. It is straight fire. We are going to be sending out some emails to that. So if you want to go over to carbefide.com uh, and get signed up for our email list, you can definitely do that. And you should do that uh, so that you are aware of the fact that when, so once we launch this shirt, there's going to be sale after sale after sale after sale after sale. We're going to have t-shirts that are $8. $8 t-shirts. To just, look, we're... We called Oprah. She's going to be giving sales to you and you, you get a and sale you. and you get a sale <laughs> like a boat. No, just a sale on some things. <laughs> That's not how she talks. <laughs> That's not how she talks. All right. Paul, Paula Dean. It's <laughs> a more like, accurate description. <laughs> <laughs> you get a sausage biscuit and also a sale for you. Yes. Sale. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of sales, neither here nor there, but now that we've done, we've tried to awaken you for our, our education warfare series, showed you how bad it's getting in New Jersey. It's not going super great. Um, and we're going to give you a ton of resources. Um, but did you see that um, there's a French company that is uh, <laughs> found a way that um, large uh, container vessels can reduce their emissions? By nearly 20%. I I have seen this. Yes, they can reduce their emissions and increase their fuel efficiency by 20%. And do you know what the solution is? The solution is what they're calling a kite. (laughs) A a kite. 
which is just a sale. It's just a sail. <laughs> they're taking one from their forefathers. They're like, and they're making this is a amazing. Sailboat. Look at this technology. If we attach this giant kite <laughs> to the boat, it pulls it. You dummies. <laughs> you morons. Been doing that for some time there, friends. <laughs> Back and forth across the Atlantic, the Pacific, oh and everything gosh. in between. Christopher Columbus is like, what is this going on here? No, he's not French. He's Italian. <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> no, he's Italian. No, he, he's, he's Italian. Flew, he's Italian, but he, he, he sailed for Spain. Yeah. Yeah, I got that right. Whew, man. Whew. He comes in like one of them good one of them good fellas, and he's like, what are you talking about? I've been using hey. sails for like, like 30,000 years. What's they, wrong with you? They you see these schmucks with these uh, kites here? <laughs> We, what do we call those? It's called a sailboat, you dummy. Sailboat. <laughs> what are you, stupid? <laughs> you learned that in your public education over there? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. And that brings us back to public education, where we you need to know education is warfare. Deuteronomy 6 talks about it. We have Ephesians 6 talking about how we are responsible for training up children. We have lots of Bible that speaks clearly to the full shaping of a child into their education. And we have been given that that responsibility by God as his stewards. They're his kids. Take care of them. And to do that, we're going to help equip you. Dun, dun, dun. Anything else there, bud? No. I think that's a fine, I think that's a fine opening. Awesome. I, I, I would hate to, I would hate to uh, gild the lily. Awesome. I think a sh- nice short little intro. Get, get the, the whistle wetted because the, the interviews. Never say that. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Oh, man, these interviews. I don't think that there's another podcast. Now, this this might be reaching a little bit, but I, I'm pretty confident that there's not going to be another podcast out there that's going to have so many fire interviews all lined up in a row like the Carpe Fide podcast is with this Education is Warfare series. It, they are really good. Um, it's mostly because the interviewee was a they know what they're talking about and so when we ask them a simple question they're able to give really really good answers (laughs) that can help you (laughs) like that will be educated i was was helped (laughs) i've been helped by doing these interviews (laughs) and i'm like oh man people should hear these oh let's release these interviews uh so we're really excited we're excited to do that um and hopefully that will edify you and encourage you to continue uh in persevering persevering to train and nurture your children in the admonition of the Lord, if you do not have children, to look around you in your churches. There are God's children there. Continue to love and nurture them as well. And uh, by doing that, we know that you will be absolutely seizing. That's not how we do this. No, that was terrible. That was awful. You can't pitch that to me. 121 times we've been doing this, and I can't get it right. Okay, well, let's just pretend like uh, none of that happened, and we'll just go from here. Well, you know what? At the end of the Carbon Feeding episode, we like to hope, say that we hope you <laughs> seize, seize the, the faith. faith.